Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to STSP, a.k.a. Solving Temporary Staffing Problems. I am your host, Jean-Paul Renard, affectionately known as the chief problem solver of the temporary staffing world and the challenges that it presents, or what I like to call as flexible talent as we're moving away from temporary associates to the term flexible talent because the world has changed. Uh, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Today we're going to talk about a very underrated subject um, that's related to uh, understanding tenure. So tenure, when it comes to flexible talent or temporary associates, uh, sounds fairly counter counterintuitive um, because we're you know companies are purchasing you know labor with the hopes of flexing you know, flexing that labor, con contracting and expanding as the need arises, and thus the need and the advantage of using flexible talent. Um, however, there is a, um, a probably a fine line what you can walk through when it comes to understanding how tenure plays a big role in your environment today and how you can build a really strong tenure strategy. Um, and if you do, it will potentially save you millions of dollars in your bottom line. So the question is, you know, what's the value and then how do we do this? So, you know, what's the value? So, I, you know, I got four key points of value, right? Um, the, the very first is brand building. So before we get into the financials, the fiscal uh, impact this has, let's talk about how it impacts your organization as a whole um, for the long run, right? Your organization is not here just to demonstrate performance today. It needs to demonstrate performance for the long run. This is a marathon for you, right? So what are these three critical val or four critical values um, that tenure presents? One is brand building. So brand building is, is critical in attracting talent. So becoming an employer of choice within the community, the flexible talent community, the temporary associate community, is really, really important. Um, if you're able to establish that you are a, an employer of choice in the temporary staffing world, um, this is a very small world within your communities. It's not as big as you think. You know, these, uh, the temporary associates or flexible talent that's working in your communities today, they have, uh, they all talk. They all talk amongst one another. And the word spreads very quickly on organizations that are the preferred organizations to go and work at. So brand building is very, very important. And let's not forget in brand building, the people that are coming to work with inside of your buildings are our customers as well. So, you know, there's obviously another uplift there of opportunity. But brand building being number one. Um, and, and, and that is the direct relationship to number two, which is improving your talent acquisition, right? So having a very strong brand um, and by having a very strong tenure strategy will improve talent acquisition. And so it makes it easier for your supplier. It makes it easier for you um, because you're going to demonstrate a very strong tenure strategy even though you flex talent. You are flexing labor. Um, there's a way of doing this properly so that you can flex your labor and still gain the advantages of tenure. So brand building, Number two, improve your talent acquisition abilities. Um, number three, reduction of safety incidents. 
So your OSHA recordables will continue to decrease as you are able to, to, to retain individuals that are within the flexible talent communities. So as the longer we can retain this personnel or we build a flexible uh, strategy, a flexible talent strategy on tenure um, in which we are bringing back those that we are flexing down at times um, is very powerful in ensuring that you are reducing uh, OSHA recordables, right? So safety is, is critical and plays a very big role. And then the fourth value is supplier pricing and loyalty. Suppliers make money based on their ability not only to provide you labor, provide you talent, but your ability to retain that talent for a period of time. We're going to go into what makes up the cost of a supplier to run and drive talent to your building. Um, and why it is so advantageous for that supplier to find customers that retain their flexible talent for longer periods of time. If you're able to do that, what you're going to do is you're going to be able to reduce your cost because suppliers will provide you a better rate based upon the fact that you are holding uh, flexible talent longer, temp associates longer. And that'll translate to a better rate to you because it translates to a better rate to them as well. So how does it translate to a better rate? Their recruiting costs go down, their onboarding costs go down, the OSHA recordables on their side go down, and then they're going to hit their statutory limits on taxes. So they're hitting a bunch of different areas that are related to tenure. So if you can partner out properly with your suppliers, when it comes to tenure, what you're going to benefit is, is a reduction in cost. So here's, here's my four values again. Brand building, you're going to improve talent acquisition, you're going to reduce accident occurrences, reduce OSHA recordables, and we're going to gain better supplier pricing and loyalty. So how do we, how do we create a revenue stream using tenure? Well, there's a couple of ways. So, and, and let's talk about even when you're flexing staff. So if you're flexing staff and you're first, you really want to understand how long you need staff for. So what does this look like for you and your organization? Are you a long-term temp provider, temp job provider? If you're a long-term temp job provider, well, this, this, is a, this is a home run for you, right? This is a softball toss for you. You should be able to hit this out of the park. Now it's about creating the environment that builds tenure. So let's, let's go with the first case scenario. First case scenario, you are a long-term temp job provider. That means you're going to hold temporary labor in your building six months to a year or even surpassing that year with small flexes, small flexes within there. So if you're creating some vicissitudes in your business and your business decreases. Maybe you're, you're offloading people for a week or two. Um, but in general, you're holding people six months and above. Again, this is, this is a soft toss for you. You should knock this out of the park. All right, so tenure is really critical. Here's where you want to invest. You want to invest, invest in training. So orientation and training is a very critical component for you to build tenure within your temporary labor workforce. So having an orientation that brings them in 
and that explains to them what the job is. Then signing off on that, right? Having your temp labor associate, your associates sign off and understanding what the job is, is a really good step. The second step is training. What does your training program look like today, right? And does it marry up to not only your full-time, your FTEs, but does it marry up well with flexible talent that's coming into your building? Is it speaking towards, towards them and training them properly as well? And investment in training is going to translate into longer-term employees. Let me repeat that. An investment in training is going to translate into longer-term employees. So if you are able to train people properly, make that investment, the data will show that, that your labor will remain in your organization. Now, there are other factors that we're going to talk about potentially that impact tenure. We're starting with the, with the very beginning, the core. Orientation. Who are you? What is this job about? And what is the impact that the individuals that are coming to work at are going to make at your organization? They need to know that. They need to know that they're part of something and that this is not an, just an expendable job. That in fact, they're coming into something that has a purpose, that has a mission. And they're part of that purpose and part of that mission. And then training them, even if it's a minute job, is what we might call, I'm doing my little quote, quote, you know, easy gig of pickers and packers. Because when you make the time to invest in training, again, you're going to increase the amount of time that the person will stay at the job. So you want to, you want to invest in this training. So whatever your training, however you're training your FTEs today, take a look at that. And see how you could, if it's working, see how you can mirror that up with your temporary associates that are coming into the building. So we talk about, you know, I, I mentioned orientation, I mentioned training. Um, let me mention something that I think that we clearly misinterpret or misunderstand the importance of this. Job descriptions. I mean, you would think that everybody has a job description you know, and they're providing this job description, but you would you would be amazed. Um, the, the companies that I go into, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies, and you ask them for a job description on the jobs that are being provided to the temp associates, and they have this very general job description. It's not very specific, and sometimes they don't have it at all. You need a very specific job description, and then you need to sit down with your supplier and clearly define what the job is so that they can match this, the job description directly to what you're looking for. Now, when I have this discussion with a lot of my customers initially, you know, the, 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 the feedback that I get, especially at the ground level, is that, JP, I need people. Like, I don't have time for this, right? Um, and I need them fast. So my retort to that is that if you don't make the time for it, what it's going to do is you're going to turn people very fast. And we are, we are trying to avoid that because what it does in turning people very fast is that you become, one, not an employer of choice within the community. Two, you increase your cost dramatically. 
you increase your accident incidence dramatically. So if you don't make the time to get this right from the very beginning and respect the genesis of this, what it will result in is a negative impact to your business and your bottom line. This requires attention and time. It is worth your investment of time and it is worth you understanding, let me put it this way, if you're trying to run a profitable business and you are not doing this as your core, strong job description that's very well defined, clearly understood by your suppliers and you're meeting your suppliers to go over that job description to you're creating the profile of the individual that you need, creating an orientation so that when that person comes into this building, they clearly understand that they're a temp associate working on this project for this company that's very dynamic, that this is their core mission, this is what they're trying to do, and these are the rules of engagement. And then let's train. Let's spend a little time training. Those three things are critical. Now, if you're thinking about what the impact is and cost when those individuals turn, right, because there will be a percentage of people that show up to your building, and when they show up to your building, they don't like it, and you pay them for the day, there are ways of negotiating a reduction of fees within that, within the, that period, within that orientation and training period. And so that's a discussion with your supplier. Because if they can get it right by providing you the right person, and you can contribute and invest in job descriptions, orientations, and training, and you get it right, Everybody wins because the person stays there longer. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for better tenure to get a reduction in cost in the overall. You will see a reduction of cost. And I'm going to share some data with you guys in a little bit to talk a little bit about some additional values and how you can reduce cost around this. But there is data that supports. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware that we collect millions of points of data. And we are... We are consistently tracking performance and understanding performance between customer to customer, geography to geography within those customers, and understanding what works and what doesn't work according to the data, right? The numbers. And when, when you, when we have customers where tenure is 75% or above, so in other words, they're retaining temp labor 75% of their temp labor is retained for the project or above, their cost is reduced by more than 37%. It's a very big number. So I can't get into it probably during this podcast and how we're getting to some of that, those numbers, but there is a cost to fill, cost to recruit, cost to onboard, cost of training, cost and incidents. And when you're adding all those things up, that cost is enormous when we can't get tenure right. So tenure is a priority. So those three things, those main items, let me give you an, an idea of where your supplier wins and why this is so critical for your supplier and where you can win with them. There are three major things um, that create reduction of cost with, with tenure that's related to tenure. 
All right, let's talk first about WOTC. Well, let's see. It's WOTC, there's statutory limits, and there's margin reduction. And then I'm going to go into the values of margin reduction. So WOTC, what is WOTC? The Work Opportunity Tax Credit. So the Work Opportunity Tax Credit basically is a federal tax credit back to your supplier that someone needs to qualify for. So if someone that is going for a job applies for a job at your supplier, the supplier hires them, sends them to an assignment, that that person potentially could qualify as a WOTC candidate, as a work opportunity tax credit candidate. That WOTC is a dollar for dollar credit. So what potentially are the qualifiers? Well, there are certain qualifiers in WOTC you can look up. Again, it's WOTC, Work Opportunity Tax Credit. But one of the qualifiers is tenure, is time at the job. So your supplier potentially receives a dollar-for-dollar dollar tax credit for a person that qualifies for WOTC if they can meet these qualifiers, and one of those qualifiers is time at the job tenure. You can share in some of those wins. There's a way to negotiate and speak with your supplier without crushing their margins in the process to say, me, client, which is you, if I can hold my employees X amount of time, meaning the temp employees for X amount of time, you're going to win in Watsi on the people that qualify can we get a re rebate based upon those Watsi credits along with you? There is That will hit your bottom line and reduce your cost. So this is performance. Again, this is around performance. I have too many customers that have it backwards. They want their supplier to perform, 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 but they don't understand their participation in performance. And what it does is that they beat their supplier up for markup, but not on performance. They yell at them for lack of performance, but the truth is that they're not participating in that process. If you participate in that process, you don't have to beat up your supplier for markup. Get a reasonable markup, contribute by working together with your supplier, and, and win together fiscally based upon the wins that you can grab, let's say in this occasion, in tenure. So WOTC is one of them. Statutory limits. Statutory limits is, is you know, you'll talk to your payroll uh, department. There is a certain amount of dollars, a limit, that we can hit, and we no longer as an employer need to match those payroll taxes moving forward. Thus, our margin, when we're talking temporary staffing, increases if that person working at that job hits that statutory limit. So if they can stay at a job, let's interpret this simply, if they can stay at your building working successfully and hit the statutory limit, your, your supplier is no longer having to match that payroll tax and your, their margin grows. And if you're really, really smart, you can talk with your supplier about when my employee, your, your temp employee, hits these statutory limits, can we share in the reduction of cost there together? Because we're both winning. You're both winning. I'm getting the labor. You're getting a good markup. You're getting 
a, a, a marketable markup, but now we're hitting these, these milestones. Can we win together? The last, the third one is margin reduction. Um, and how do we get to these margin redu reductions? Well, you know, the first two I just talked about, right? Watsi and, and statutory limits. Um, the other one is these, these things that, that a lot of companies just don't measure, their cost to train, their cost to onboard, their cost on safety incidents, right? What does this look like financially? If, you know, there's an old business rule, what you can't, you can't manage what you can't measure. It's impossible to measure performance because then it becomes arbitrary. And you can't run a good business with arbitrary measurements. You need data. You need information. Performance data, performance measurements um, are critical to running any good organization. So what I would like for you to do is break down your cost on onboarding individuals, training those individuals, orienting those individuals, right? So you can understand what your cost is when you're not able to retain the temporary associate. When either the supplier didn't provide the right person or you're not really understanding your 10-year strategy to try to retain individuals properly, um, you know, by first starting with these first three basic steps, I mean, there's, there's additional stuff, but these are the first basic, basic fundamentals, job description, orientation, training. If you don't quite understand how to manage that properly, if you don't understand the cost behind that, then I can tell you that you're running your business arbitrarily and arbitrarily you're just going to churn people consistently. Your suppliers get burnt out or, you know, you know, they just treat you uh, the way that you're treating them the way you're treating the business, which is basically, look, this is a, you know, it's a chop shop and I just provide people and some of them work out and some of them don't and nobody benefits, right? Or very few benefit. We're trying to change that. The world has changed. Um, finding labor is much more complicated, much more difficult. And businesses like distribution and e-commerce are, are, are expanding dramatically so that your competition to identify personnel and bring them in and retain them is, is, is challenge. It's very difficult. So let's start by understanding what our cost is. What are our cost factors? You know, orientation, training, incidents, you know, what does it mean to the organization if we can reduce those costs and reduction of those costs is about tenure. It's related to tenure and then understanding, can I get additional value? Not only there, not only in those areas, am I going to reduce costs? And, and you know help my bottom line. But I'm also going to go back to my supplier and see if I can share in the successes. So can I share in the successes of a Watsi? Can I share in the successes of, of, of tax tenure, of tax uh, limitations, right? The statutory limits that we hit. Can I share in those things, right? Because if I win, they win. If they win, I win. Now that's running a, a strong organization that's going to bring brand loyalty. It's going to bring tenure, right? It's going to make it, it's going to become, we're going to become an employer of, of, of choice. We're going to reduce our safety incidents 
or I'm sorry, our, our OSHA recordables, right? We want safety. We don't want a lot of injuries. And I'm going to get a very loyal supplier in the process is going to give me the best price possible because I have become an employer of choice, not only for the temp associates, but for the supplier themselves. So recap, why? What are the values? Brand building, improved talent acquisition, reduction of safety incidents, supplier pricing and loyalty. Where can we make our money beyond the measurements of, of understanding our cost around orientation, training, job description? We can also identify opportunities to make money on our bottom line on the sharing on Watsi, again, the work opportunity tax credit, share in the wins on statutory limits and taxes and payroll. This is where you're going to win. So take tenure very serious. Look at your organization carefully. Are you losing people sooner than you need to lose them? They are not meeting their their project requirements. So you needed them for the month. You needed them for six months. Whatever that is, whatever the project length is, are they hitting those requirements so that you can benefit from the tenure you know, value? You want tenure. Now, I mentioned earlier that we're assuming that you are a, an employer that is bringing in temp associates from six months or above. This could still happen for employers that are bringing in temp labor for weeks at a time. So if you're bringing in labor from for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks at a time, it becomes more of a challenge to hold tenure. But if you created a very strong orientation, a very strong relationship with your temp associate, when you're flexing down, that person is trying to stay busy potentially and is working another gig for a couple weeks. When the job opens up again with you, they're going to run to your opportunity there. Tenure is also, and you can still hit your, your statutory limits and potentially even your Watsi qualifications, your qualifiers, and I need to validate that. Uh, there is an industry expert. Um, give, him, give him a shout out. His name is Philip Wentworth. Shout out to Philip. He's an incredible guy and incredible intellect around this subject and many other subjects he's always the kind of the smartest guy in the room um, but you can you can still benefit because it is about the tenure of the person within that annual year so if the person is an employee of this one supplier they if they are on and off on working your gig they're going to potentially hit a statutory limit they're going to potentially hit a Watsi environment, you know, qualify. And this is an opportunity for you as well. Do not underestimate the power of tenure. Tenure is a critical component to ensuring reduction of cost, ensuring the safety of your organization, and find your ways to measure performance around these critical areas, around orientation, training. These are areas that you have to be able to measure performance in so you can understand your true cost when you're unable to to retain to retain employees, right? Temporary associates. Um, in comparison to when you can. 
Okay, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening to this STSP podcast. I want to thank you very much for participating. You can follow us on stsp.live. We are on Instagram at STSP or Solving Temporary Staffing Problems on Instagram, Facebook. Um, They are, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to tell you. We are just starting on the social media side, but we have thousands of downloads um, on this podcast. It was incredible to see how many people are interested in the subject because I thought I was the only nerd out there interested in this subject. But I want to thank you all for, 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 uh, for jumping on the phone. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up at jrenard at stsp.live. Again, that's the letter J-R-E-N-A-R-D at stsp.live. Or you can hit me up at jrenard at dwsworldwide.com. This is Jean-Paul Renard for STSP, Chief Problem Solver, signing off for this time and wishing you the best of luck and feel free to drop me a line. I'll do everything I can to try to assist. Have a great week.